Hello, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Max O'Brien, here today with Dr. Rosalind Clark, and are we still waiting on Agnes? Yes. Okay, then, and it's day 1,418 since we came back on the air. I'm sorry, Max. I'm just frustrated that she took off at literally the last minute. I didn't even catch what she said as she was running. I thought she said something like, gotta check with Alexi? Let's just get started. Listeners, I am sure that you have all been aware of the drama that has played out over the last few days, but to recap, Gully, a wandering merchant, brought some letters. One of them was an invitation for Agnes to have a date. The guy sending the letter is 64 years old. I, accidentally, read the letter on the air. I got into a fight, and Alexi, the guy who sent the letter, showed up for the date. Max, that was very, very succinct, considering... However, I didn't think you were calling it a date. Oh, crud, you're right. Don't tell her I said that. We'll go with, he showed up for dinner. Yes, yes. A fine recap, Max. Well, you know me. I love a good recap. But there has been a lot going on. In any case, Agnes had her dinner and came back last night and told us she would share it on the air. Oh, there was some discussion about her sharing or keeping it private, but I thought she said she was all right with it. She did. While we wait, do you want to tell the listeners about your conversation with Jeff and Terrence? And to be clear, you broke up a fight. You didn't start one and received some minor injuries because of it. Oh, yes. And since we are clarifying, the fight I was in had nothing to do with Alexi. Thank goodness. That guy is big. Anyway, Jeff and Terrence also helped break it up. The news, well... It's not super exciting, but I don't want to leave that thread dangling. So Jeff and Terrence... Hang on, I see her. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I uh, had to double-check with Alexi. I thought you said it was okay. I did and he did. But there were some things we talked about, and I wanted to be sure he was okay with me telling them. It's about his personal life and stuff. I've learned it is always good to check. Well, Agnes, lead on. I know how much Max loves a good recap, so I'm going to assume he has already. You do know your Max's, and yes, he has. Very succinctly, even. Well, listeners, first let me say that Alexi is an excellent apocalyptic cook. We had sautéed mussels, tofu with mushrooms, baby potatoes and carrots, and quinoa. All these he and his friends grew, and he even made the tofu. The tofu had hints of lime and garlic and was so good. It was sort of like a stir-fry, and it was so flavorful. I know we've talked about this before, but we really need to up our cooking game. I just want to say, I did not think all this was possible, but man, he really delivered. Very true. He lives with 81 other people several days' walk north and west of here. They have an actual greenhouse. They were lucky enough to settle in a botanical garden. Dr. Clark, you may want to take a trip at some point because there are several scientists there doing actual research. Oh, I know. I talked to Alexi about it yesterday afternoon. Also, Agnes, I do actual research as well. Hey, yes. Sorry, I didn't mean to imply. Uh, so, listeners, here is the part I'm sure most of you have tuned in for. I was so wrong about the whole situation. Don't blame yourself, Agnes. We all were. Alexi wanted to have dinner because he's been listening to our broadcast for a while. 
over two years now, and I remind him of his daughter. You see, several years ago, before zombies were even a thing, Alexei lost his wife and daughter in a car accident. He was still living in Russia, at St. Petersburg, with his wife, Leda, and Annika, his daughter. He said she was 17 and getting ready for college. They were all three in the car, actually, driving to visit colleges when the accident occurred. I could tell, even though he has come to terms with it, it's still a painful memory. But, like I said, that was several years ago. He was actually on his way to meet up with his son, Mikal, and his family at the very start of the outbreak. That was before people knew much about what was happening, and he thought it would be better to be with family based on what was going on. Alexei literally got stuck at the airport when he first arrived in America and has been in the area ever since. Man, that's a tough story. I hadn't thought about that. I bet there were hundreds, maybe thousands of people around the world who got stuck. I wonder why he hasn't gotten to his son. Oh, his son lives in Utah, somewhere called Brookside. He said he knows it's in the southwestern part of the state near a volcano. His son is also an environmental scientist with a Ph.D. in volcanology. They used to dive together in underwater caves, but he got a grant to study volcanoes in Utah. He met his wife there, a park ranger, and they have two kids. Alexi admitted he had never actually been to Utah and hasn't been able to contact his son or his son's family. Making such a long trip, especially in these times, to a location he's not at all sure about, to look for people he's not sure where they are. He said he's just too old for that. That's got to be tough. And he's one of the toughest guys I've met so far. But, wait, 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 wait. There are volcanoes in Utah? Yes, Mac. Several, in fact. But focus on the topic at hand. While it is heartbreaking, I think it shows good sense not traveling. I mean, I do wish he could find his family. But I think not going on such a long, dangerous, and uncertain journey is a wise thing. Also, the people he's with here sound like they not only need him, but value him. Exactly. He pointed out, sometimes not doing a thing is the hardest path to take. That's why he wanted to have dinner. He said he heard so much of his own daughter and the things I said. It was his way of connecting with his family as a surrogate. He told me a lot about her, and she sounds amazing. She was very much like her mother, into art and literature. He said she loved living in St. Petersburg with all the museums and plays. She wanted to be a literature major and had even written some short fiction in high school. I think we could have been great friends. I can tell he missed her, and her mom, a lot. And he's dedicated his survival to them. He wanted me to know that I always had additional family not too far away if I ever needed it. We talked about a lot of stuff. He had some great advice, but mostly he just liked to listen. He said he just imagined his daughter doing all those things and was actually happy for me for all the things I've done and gone through. Wait, even the bad stuff? Especially the bad stuff. He said he never wished anything terrible to happen to me or any of us. 
but he is always so proud of how I handle it and how I grow from it. He said, it's like watching a doctor do surgery. You don't wish for the patient to be sick, but it is amazing to witness the skill and passion they work with. That's, that's very insightful. I guess it's true. The hottest fires make the strongest metals. Man, I hope I'm that smart when I get old. No offense, Max, but I don't... Don't say it. Just let me live with my dreams and goals intact. (laughs) You guys. Max, Alexi agreed to spend one hour letting you ask him all about conspiracies and if he knows the Russians have anything to do with them. He promised to be honest, but is afraid you'll be disappointed. Oh, man. Honestly, I'm just glad I can have a person listen earnestly. Well, we need to go. Alexi's going to stay another night, but he wants to leave early in the morning. It's several days' walk, and he's an early riser. I'm so glad this worked out for you, Agnes. It's always good to have another ally, even if he is a few days away. I think it worked out for all of us. I can't wait to try some of his food. Oh, and I need to get my list before I talk to him. And yes, before you ask, I have a list. We know. We know. Listeners, this has been a journey. I hope all of you have someone willing to walk a hundred miles for dinner. Even so, know that we are here and doing our best to get life back to some sort of normal. So for Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Agnes Drew, Dr. Rosalind Clark, and Max O'Brien. Take care of each other. <laughs>